Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. So good to be here. Peace be upon all of you. Today we are going to talk about weight loss in the setting of Ramadan. In my training as a weight loss coach, we are taught to allow urges. CTFAR, circumstances, generate thoughts that lead to feelings, that fuel actions, that generate the result we're living in our lives. Urge is treated as a feeling in the F-line, and at Islamic Life Coach School, we allow all the feelings, we make room for them. What about feelings of anger, fear, sadness? Yes, we allow all of them. Allowing feeling does not mean asking you to act on them. There are three ways to deal with the feeling. Number one, you avoid it or you resist it meaning a feeling of anger or sadness is coming up for you, but you ignore it and try to suppress it because you don't want to feel that way. Number two, you act on it, meaning you're excited, you clap your hands, you're sad, you cry. This also includes reactions from a feeling of anger and fear or frustration. Number three, you allow the feeling. Previously, we have talked about this in much more detail, but allowing an emotion is to allow the sensations it creates in your body. That's it. If I ask a client what it would feel like if you allowed anxiety, they would almost always say that I would get up and do this and this or yell and be reactive. They start describing actions based on anxiety, which isn't what I was asking at all. I was asking the client what would it be like if you allowed anxiety in your body. The answer is in terms of sensations. You would probably feel a sensation of restlessness, unease, maybe a little pressure in the chest or in the stomach, tingling in the hands. These are my sensations of anxiety. There are many other sensations that people feel from the same emotion. The trick of allowing an emotion is to tune into the sensations that the body is experiencing and you will see that they will resolve themselves. There is a huge difference between a sensation and an emotion. Sensation is an example of a pinprick you feel or a burning sensation you might feel from a hot stove. Sensations are different than emotions. Emotions generate sensations. If you don't act out on a feeling or if you don't resist it, the emotion itself is harmless. The same applies to the emotion of an urge. So there are three ways to deal with an emotion. Act on it or react from it. Resist it or allow it. So How is allowing the feeling of an urge related to weight loss? I'm going to teach you everything that it has to do with weight loss. Ramadan is such a blessing for us that we get to train to live without the things that otherwise are considered necessary, like food and water. This training is a part of allowing an urge. Unfortunately, like any other feeling, we only know how to resist it or avoid it. And after sunset, when we've resisted the urge to eat all day, we binge eat which is a reaction because we've been suppressing the urge to eat all day. So most people don't lose weight in Ramadan. Some people actually gain weight. And even if you do lose weight, it's temporary and it comes back with a vengeance. I am not a religiously trained scholar. I cannot come close to describing the spiritual benefits of Ramadan. I can't come close to even describing the health benefits. I'm only focusing on one tiny aspect, how we can use fasting to lose weight. This might seem selfish to some, but for others, for those of us struggling with emotional overeating, this is a lifesaver. So I pray that in this podcast, I'm able to relay my message clearly so everyone listening can benefit.
Some pain points around Ramadan or fasting in general are fasting becomes hard or even impossible due to dependent habits like caffeine or smoking, binge eating around suhoor or iftar that is before sunrise and after sunset, eating highly processed calorie-dense food, fried sugary packaged foods, not being able to lose weight despite fasting the month, or for some it's a feeling of dread at the idea of fasting because you dread being hangry. I'm going to try and touch on all of these briefly to help us create a more fulfilling experience in Ramadan, inshallah. All results in your life are created by your thoughts. Your most powerful tool is your brain. You can use it to overcome anything. This is so interesting because you struggle with your thoughts and you create a solution with your thoughts. Ramadan is a blessing that Allah has gifted us to gain agency over our mind so we can use this powerful blessing to create results rather than struggles. So how can we use this to our advantage? Is your struggle during fasting around breaking bad habits? Are you dependent on caffeine or nicotine? Is smoking something that keeps you from fasting? Do you bite your nails? Some people have a habit of chewing their hair. Are you dependent on sugar, chocolate? Do you overindulge on social media? Any habit, however seemingly benign, can be overcome in Ramadan. Cursing, bad-mouthing, social media indulgence, YouTube, TikTok, you name it. All of these habits are actions on repeat. CTFAR tells us that actions come from thoughts. When we are doing our behaviors repeatedly, the actions become automatic and thoughts that generate these actions become suppressed. Ramadan is a way for us to understand that we actually don't need these things in our lives. If we can refrain from them for the fasting period, we can actually live without them. Your lower brain would have you believe otherwise. It would tell you that you cannot survive without these habits. Once you realize that you actually don't need these things for your survival, you can work on breaking the habit slowly. Ramadan is a reset button opportunity to use Allah's blessings and even the social momentum and support that we get from friends, media, and family to gain personal well-being. You can use this support to take the first step to breaking a bad habit. Does not mean that after the month is over, you revert back to your previous habits. You have to stay consistent. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was asked which of the acts are the most beloved to Allah, and he said the consistent ones, even if they are small. So, End of Ramadan is no green light for you to drop your consistency. Stay in mind management mode all year. Stay consistent. That is the most beloved deed. If your struggle is that it is physically difficult for you to tolerate hunger or thirst, then remember, being hungry or thirsty for a short period of time will not kill you. Every wave of these elevated sensations of hunger and thirst pass. It only hurts you if you resist it. Tune in to what your body feels like during that episode of elevated hunger. Hunger being a pain point for some is just reactivity from the sensation of hunger. What would happen if you just allowed hunger? If you have an urge to eat during fasting, we perpetuate it by avoiding it. Tune into the feeling of hunger, the sensation of hunger, and allow it. Tune into the headache from the caffeine withdrawal and allow it. The more you acknowledge these sensations, the smaller they get. Yes, headache and hunger pains are real, but mostly we perpetuate the experience by becoming a victim to these sensations. If you allow it, you will not react to it, which is what we mostly regret long after the headache and the hunger pain is gone. If your pain point is hanger, try allowing it, and inshallah, it won't be as bad. When you are hungry, that's your body's way of telling you time to eat. 
When you have an urge to eat, it's your lower brain's way of telling you to find satisfaction with food when you have an uncomfortable emotion like guilt or sadness. Urge is different than hunger. Urge can come even when you're not hungry, meaning urge can come even in a full stomach, like an urge to eat a cookie. Urge is a feeling or emotion. Hunger is a sensation that an empty stomach creates. In both cases, in case of real hunger and in case of the urge, the sensations generated by both of them can be allowed. Outside of Ramadan, and for most of us all throughout our lives, we've been eating as an answer to the sensation of hunger, which is a natural thing. But more tragically, we're eating as an answer to mute our negative emotions, meaning you avoid an emotion by eating. Remember, avoidance is one of the three ways of dealing with an emotion. So in Ramadan, we are forced to not eat, taking out the option of acting from the emotion, leaving us options of reacting from it, allowing it, or resisting it. We've already talked about what reacting from an emotion looks like. As for resisting it, for those of us not mastered the art of fasting, it is because we are resisting these sensations. We resist being hungry all day, leading to binge eating at dinner time and overeating overnight, pretty much canceling all of the health benefits of the day, indulging into foods that provide instant gratification like the calorie-dense foods and highly processed fried sugary foods. This results in no weight loss or just otherwise feeling or being sluggish throughout the day. Understand that in these cases where hunger is a struggle and it is physically difficult to tolerate at times, being hungry will not kill you. Tell yourself, I'm stronger than hunger. Give yourself room and patience to go through the episode. Be compassionate to your body and to your feelings. You are keeping your body from the most basic needs. Of course, it will throw a tantrum. Let it. That is all. It is a tantrum. There are no long-term health disadvantages to fasting. And quite opposite to that, there are actually innumerable advantages. So if your lower brain feeds you, I'm dying. What are you doing to me, you monster? Feed me. The lower brain is doing what it knows best. It's going into fear mode. It's giving you danger alerts that food is scarce. Chow down and store fat for the time when food will not be available. Your higher brain can embrace that tantrum in its full capacity. You can still choose to eat healthy, nutritious food without the feeling of scarcity. Your higher brain has it completely under control. Your mind is stronger than your body. If your struggle is emotional fear of anxiety in fear of deprivation from not having food, tell your mind a different sentence. All emotions, including deprivation, arise from thoughts. Your fear of not being able to eat or drink is coming from a thought. It's a lower brain thought in this case. Try and find this thought. What is it that I feel I need to eat? I should eat every four hours. Is it, I can't go this long without food? What sentence is driving your fear of fasting? Find that sentence and replace it with a different one. That thought will serve you. Fasting cannot physically hurt me. Fasting is good for me. Fasting has benefits. Allah has commanded fasting. You will be surprised how easy it is to retrain your brain by changing one sentence at a time. Pick a thought that suits your needs and practice it. And now I would like to take this opportunity to invite you guys to the 21st century. This is where the scientists have actually caught up to the fact that fasting is good for a human being. After going through roller coasters of non-fat, frequent meal, diet, and exercise fads, science is proving that fasting is beneficial for us, something that was told to us centuries and centuries ago by Islam. On a spiritual level, I tell myself, of course, nothing surprising there. 
but on an intellectual level my mind is blown and my faith is reaffirmed. So dealing with the sensations of hunger because you don't get to eat during fasting is a part of the training that the human brain needs. Another big part of this training is how to allow urges. I've described before that hunger is a sensation that you feel from a physical lack of food. Urge is an emotion that comes from a lack of access to your immediate gratification. For some people, it's food. For others, it's caffeine. For others, it's social media. And I honestly believe this is the bigger lesson here. Again, not accounting for the spiritual, psychological benefits that Allah has promised us. I cannot encompass that in this podcast. Outside of that realm, I do believe that allowing for urges is the biggest lesson to take out of Ramadan. If you need further clarification on how to allow urges, or you have identified your urge and you need help processing it rather than overeating from it, then please book a consult with me and I'll guide you through that. Allowing for urges is the key to losing weight for emotional overeaters. Fasting is the best teacher for that. All of this applies if you're listening to this outside of the month of Ramadan because you can use it to fast during any other day. Besides the spiritual benefits of fasting, you can gain physical health benefits like weight loss. I'm grateful for Ramadan and the uncountable blessings that it has for us as Muslims. May Allah grant us the full benefits of this month that He has intended for us. This episode was just a drop in the ocean of the benefits that we can otherwise reclaim from this month. I pray for Allah to give us the mental and the physical strength to fast and to fulfill our spiritual self during fasting. May Allah grant us many more of this month so we can capitalize on its benefits to the maximum. May Allah make us successful in this world and the next through our efforts of fasting and gaining His approval only. Ameen Ya Rabbul Alameen. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah, I will see you there.